This is a LifeGate Church podcast. Tune in to hear from our team as we encourage you to discover the freedom and purpose that Jesus offers. If you want to find out more about who we are, visit lifegate.org.au. We're going to pray and then we're going to dive into the Word this morning. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for this opportunity to give to these great projects that are happening in this nation and around the globe. Father, we pray that this money will be raised and it will be used for your purpose and glory. Father, for every person that's sitting in their lounge rooms, sitting in front of their computers, Father, may you speak to them today. Give them ears to hear from you, hearts that are open to receive from you. And Father, give me what I need to present this message clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, I want to talk on the topic this morning, making a difference. We just heard a bit about it in May Mission Month, about how people in our church are making a difference for Jesus in our community. But I want to ask you, where are you making a difference? Where are you making a difference? As I think back over my life, I think about the many people who have been deliberate in investing in me, the many people who are deliberate in making a difference in my life. And I want to share with you some of those people and some of those stories. When I was eight years of age, and I shared this story last week, if you're watching, I talked about my scripture teacher when I was in year two who came and told me about Jesus. And it was at that recess time I committed my life to Jesus. That, that, that scripture teacher gave up her time to share with me the message of Jesus. And by doing that, it made a big impact, a big difference in my life. Then I'm reminded of one of my uh, Sunday school teachers, a guy named Bob, who was a, who was a man who loved the word and, and through his teaching, he showed me that I could trust the Word of God, that I could believe it as God's words to us. I'm reminded of Val, a lady who was a music teacher, who was part of the church I was a part of when I was a kid. When I was 12 years of age, I'd, I'd been playing the piano for a couple of years and Val found out that. And she encouraged me to play piano in church. She gave me my very first song. And then once I played that one, there was a second song and she built me up over time till eventually I was playing all the songs every week. She, she deliberately invested and it made a difference in my life. I'm reminded of Jan Todd, a lady who was most probably in her 50s when I was 16 years of age. The uh, church that I was a part of didn't have many people my age. So she invited me to another church who was part of our um, network of churches to a night service where there was people of our age. And for about a few months, every Sunday night, she picked me up on the corner of my street and she drove me to church, drove me back, drove me to church, drove me back until I got some friends and I could get there um, my own way. Jan Todd had a big influence on my life. I think of a minister that I had in my teenage years, a guy named Russell Thompson, who was a really godly man. I used to sit with him and talk about Jesus and the Bible and church, and, and he, he would encourage me in my walk with the Lord, another great guy who had influence on my life. I'm reminded of, of one of my youth leaders named Steve. He used to talk to us about Jesus he was super passionate about Jesus. He's now a minister up in Newcastle. And I remember one year when I was about 17, he took me to Katoomba to hear the Bible taught. And there it radically impacted my life. God met me in that place and transformed my life and set me on a path to honour him. I reminded another guy, a guy who's now part of our church, a guy named Andrew. When I was 18, Andrew invited me to go to my very first beach mission. He was the kids leader and, he, and I was part of the kids team. He got me to teach a story on the parable of the sower, which is what I'm going to share with you this morning. 
And he encouraged me and spoke life into me. And and I ended up doing 11 beach missions, a hugely transforming part of my life. Thank you, Andrew. I reminded of a guy named Craig. I started preaching in church in my early 20s. And and after I'd preach, Craig would sit with me and and talk about how it went and, and what I did well and what I could do better. And every time I spoke, he'd meet me beforehand and afterhand, and, and he would develop me in my communication skills. Blessed by Craig. Then there's a guy named Noel, Noel Clipson, who did the journey with me and mentored me and encouraged me as a youth leader and introduced me to the Holy Spirit, another influence on my life, a guy who made a difference. And then finally, the pastor of Lifegate Church before me, a guy named Paul DeWilt, who met me in my, in my mid-20s who saw something in me that other people didn't see, who spoke life into me, encouraged me, gave me opportunities. And I now am where I am now, a lot to do with Paul and all those people before me. People who spoke into my life, invested in me and made a big difference in my life. Now, I reckon if I I sat with you and I asked you to tell me some of the people in your world who had a big impact on you, you would tell me about maybe a parent or an uncle or a teacher or a youth leader or a pastor, people who were deliberate in investing in in your life. And as I think back over those people that I shared with you, they had three things in common. The people who had invested in me, they had three things in common. The first thing is that they were all Christians. They were all followers of Jesus. The second thing they had in common is that they were all deliberate in investing in my life. Some invested a little bit, others invested a lot. But the common thing is that they were all deliberate in investing in me. And the third thing that's in common with them all is that they did the very thing that Jesus wanted them to do. That is to invest in someone else, encouraging them in their walk with the Lord, encouraging them to put their trust in Jesus. You know, we can make a difference in many areas of life. We can change people's light bulbs, we can cut people's grass, we can help people move, we can have um, conversations with people, and, 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 and these are good things. But in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus talks to us about what, what really makes a difference in people's lives as we live this life now, but also in the life to come. Jesus tells us what really makes a difference. And this is what he says in Matthew chapter 13. He says, If you're going to make a real difference in people's lives, it's about helping people live for him, helping people live for Jesus. And if you're at home, if you're sitting in front of your computer, if you're sitting in your lounge room with a bunch of other people and and, and you're a Christian this morning, Jesus wants you to make a difference in people's lives. And the biggest way to do that is to help them live a life for him, encourage them to live a life that serves him as their king, as their Lord, as their Saviour. Our text today is around the parable of the sower. And in the the parable of the sower from Matthew chapter 13, Jesus talks about four different types of people. But he also talks about in in this parable the importance of bearing fruit or producing a crop or making a difference. And the people that he celebrates in this parable are those who make a difference in the lives of others, those who are deliberate and encouraging people to live a life that honour him. They're the people that he celebrates. This uh, parable is in two parts. 
Jesus tells a story of a sower who sows seed. He, he shares the parable and then he explains it. So what I'm going to do this morning, I'm going to share the first part of the parable with you. I'm going to ask you a question. And then we're going to look at the second part of the parable from the text. So this is how the parable goes. Jesus tells a story to people who are, who are wanting to learn from him. And this is how the story goes. He says there was a farmer who had seed. And this farmer threw the seed and it landed in four different places. The first place it landed was on the path. And because the seed was on the path and the path was hard, the seed didn't penetrate. And so the birds came and ate the seed. The second place the seed landed was on rocky ground where the seed goes in, it grows quickly, the plant sprouts, but because the roots aren't deep because of the rocks, the sun withers the plant and the plant dies. The third place the seed lands is among the weeds where the plant grows and it grows well until the weeds choke it and it doesn't bear fruit, it doesn't produce a crop. But then the fourth type of soil Jesus talks about is where the seed lands in the soil and the plant grows and produces a crop 160, 30 times that which was sown. Now, before we look at the meaning of this text, I want to ask you a question, and here's the question. As we read this text, I want you to ask yourself, which person best represents where you are today? As we look at the four types of people in this text, the question for you, the thing I want you to reflect on is, which person best represents where you are today? So let's now look at the text. Let's look at the meaning of that parable. This is what Jesus says from Matthew chapter 13, verse 18. Jesus says this, Listen then to what the parable of the soul means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom, and we need to stop there because this is the seed. The seed that is thrown out is the message of the kingdom. And it's really important that you understand what this is about. You know, when, when our Jesus walked the earth and taught, he taught a lot about the kingdom. And Jesus taught about God's kingdom. And it's this, where God is king, where, where he has domain. Now, God's kingdom right now is spiritual. It will one day be physical when we go to that place called heaven. But right now, it's a spiritual kingdom. And we enter God's kingdom by putting our faith in Jesus, who is God's king. So the kingdom is Jesus as the king. And we enter that kingdom by putting our faith, by putting our trust in Jesus. And then we live as part of Jesus' kingdom by following him by living in a way that honours him, by living for him, which is really important. We live a life in the kingdom as we live for him. Jesus is king. You become part of his kingdom by putting your faith in Jesus and you live part of the kingdom by, by, by living a life that pleases him where you live for him. That's really important. Let's look at this, the, our first, the, the first place where the seed lands. Jesus says this, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. Remember when I told you the story, Jesus tells a story where there's a farmer who's got seed and he throws it out 
and some of it lands on the, on the path and birds come and eat it up. The seed doesn't penetrate, it's useless. And Jesus then gives us the meaning here. And he says, These, the seed landing on the path represents people who hear the message about Jesus, the message of the kingdom, that, that our Jesus is king, that we're to put our faith in him, that we're to live a way that honours him, that they hear it, but they don't understand it. And rather than that, that message going deep into their heart, Satan comes and snatches that away and the people don't believe. And sadly, friends, this is the situation for most people who walk on the planet. They may hear the message of Jesus, but many don't understand it. Many don't, most, most don't understand it. Most don't believe it and they don't receive it. And as a result, they don't become part of God's kingdom. I wonder if you can relate to this person here today. Maybe you're sitting in front of the screens in your lounge rooms and you're watching me speak today and you're listening to me speak and, and you can relate to this because you've heard about Jesus. You've heard that he's king, that he died on the cross, that he rose again, but it doesn't make sense to you. You, you are, don't understand it. Well, if that's where you're at today, my encouragement for you is, friend, don't give up. Keep pursuing. Ask Christian friends your, your, the questions that you have. Find answers to the things you don't understand. And my encouragement to you is to pray and ask God to reveal himself to you. That's the first type of people, those that are related to the path. Then Jesus talks about the second type of people. These people are represented by the seed that lands in the rocks. Remember, the soweth so seed and some of the seed fell among the rocks. The plants spring up quickly. But because their roots aren't deep, the sun withers the plants. And this is then Jesus then gives us the meaning of that in verse 20. This is what Jesus says. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. These people become Christians. They hear the word and they receive it. They put their trust in Jesus. And then, but since they have no root, they're brand new believers. They haven't got deep roots yet, they last only a short time. Something happens in life, trouble or persecution happens because of what they believed, because of the word, and they quickly fall away. You know, when you become a Christian, you are, you are new. The Bible talks about you like a baby, that you're, that you're starting out a new journey, like a plant that has shallow roots. And God's plan for you is that you grow deep roots, that you grow strong in the Lord, that you grow in your knowledge of Him, that you learn to love Him when you find out what He wants, you find out His promises, you've seen, out what he, you've seen what He's done in the past, and you grow a deep faith in God, deep roots. But that's not how you start out. You start out with shallow roots. And when trouble comes in life, when people hassle you because of what you believe, maybe you've got a family where... Where, where they're not Christians and you've become a Christian and they don't understand and they give you a difficult time because you're a Christian. It's in those moments. It's easy to fall away because your roots aren't deep. I wonder if you can relate to this person this morning. Maybe you've just started the, the uh, Christian journey and your roots aren't deep and maybe travels come or people are giving you a hard time. Friends, my encouragement, is, my encouragement to you is hold firm to continue to pursue God, to get in his word, to pray, to seek after him, to grow in your knowledge of him, to get people around you who can encourage you in your faith 
so you don't fall away like this person that Jesus talks about in this parable. Build deep roots. The third place, the seed landed, is among the weeds. Remember, the sower throws seed and it lands among the weeds. The plant grows up, but before it can produce a crop, before it can produce fruit, the weeds choke the plant, making the plant unfruitful. And this is how Jesus explains that seed landing among the weeds. This is how he explains it in verse 22. The seed falling among the thorns or the weeds, the thorns, refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. Friends, these people are distracted. They're people who've received Jesus as Saviour and Lord. They've put their trust in Him. They've, they've become part of His kingdom. And rather than living a life that honours God, that, that, uh, that uh, fulfills God's calling for their life, that is making a difference in the lives of others, that is helping others live a life that honours Jesus, where they live a life for Jesus, these people focus on other things. They get distracted from the thing that Jesus has from them for them. And Jesus talks about two things here, two of the distractions. The first one are the worries of life. And friend, there are so many worries in life, so many things that can distract you. There's your family. There's your children. There's the bills. There's the job. There's this coronavirus that we're, that we're living in. There's so many things that we can worry about. And, and with all these things, it is wise to think about them at some times and to make a plan to move forward. But for these things to consume you, for these things to become the number one thing that you focus on and you align your life about, that the worries of life grab a hold of you, friends, that is not what Jesus has for you because they distract you from the thing he wants for you. The other distraction Jesus talks about here is the deceitfulness of wealth, getting rich. Now, I want to say this morning that there's nothing wrong with money. Money is simply a currency that we use to buy and sell things. And there's nothing wrong with being rich or being wealthy. The problem becomes, the problem is when wealth becomes our focus and, it does, and getting wealthy becomes a distraction from the thing that Jesus wants us to do. That is to help people live a life that is for him, making a difference in people's lives. When these distractions of gaining wealth, when these distractions of the worries of life get in the way, it, it takes our focus on doing the thing that Jesus wants us to do and puts our focus on other things. And I reckon for most Christians, this is their biggest problem. We are distracted by other things rather than living the life that Jesus has for us. That is helping people live a life that is for Jesus. In Luke chapter 8, the um, writer of Luke's gospel also records the parable of the sower. And in that, he included another thing that Jesus said that Matthew didn't include. He talked about the pleasures of life, things that make us happy. Maybe it's surfing or some sort of hobby or um, building um, craft or computer games. And, and those things, there's nothing wrong with those things of themselves. Just like 
We, we all go through worries of life and there's nothing wrong with having problems in life and there's nothing wrong with wealth. But it's when these things become our focus. That's when they become a problem, when they become more important than Jesus. These are the things that Jesus wants us to, to, to recognise are wrong and change our ways and focus on other things. As you sit at home, you're sitting in your lounge rooms, I wonder if you can relate to this. You're a Christian, but you're distracted. Rather than focusing your time on honouring Jesus, on living a life that helps other people live a life that serve Him, where they live for Jesus, you're distracted by other things. And if that's you this morning, I encourage you to repent and change your ways. I've been married for 16 years and Michelle and I worked out very, very early about how to do communication well. What we used to do is Michelle used to come and sit next to me while I was watching the television. I was watching the football or the cricket, some sort of sporting thing. And she'd say, Nathan, we need to talk. And I'd say, yes, dear. And then I'd look back at the TV and she'd be here talking to me. And she'd talk to me about, about whatever the issue was and I'd nod like a good husband. I know I'm going to get myself in trouble for saying this. I'd nod like a good husband and then she'd say, Nathan, do you agree with that? And I'd say, yes, Michelle. And then she'd ask me the question, Nathan, what did I just say? And I was like, uh, um, yeah, big problem. I was distracted by the sport on the TV. What I had to do was turn that sport off, give my attention to my wife. Once the conversation was finished, then go back to the TV. Friends, distract us, distractions hold us back from the best things in life. And those best things, friends, if you're a Christian, is living the life that Jesus has for you, making a difference in people's lives. And that is helping others live a life that honor him. That is, that is for him. The final type of soil, the final soil that, that our Jesus talks about is the good soil. Remember the soil is so seed and some of the seed lands on good soil. And that seed grows and produces a crop 30, 60, 100 times that which was sown because the soil is good, the sun on it, the rain's on it, and it produces a crop. And Jesus celebrates this person, the person who receives the word and reproduces, multiplies, shares what they got with others. Look at what he says here, verse 23. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times that was sown. Jesus says these are the people who hear the message of the kingdom. They receive it. They become Christians. Jesus is their Lord. They've chosen to put their trust in him. And then they choose to live a life that honours him. The Bible talks about producing a crop, producing um, fruitfulness, making a difference. And here it is, helping others live for Jesus. Remember, these people in this parable have received the message of the kingdom. Jesus says the seed is the message of the kingdom, that Jesus is king, that people need to put their trust in Jesus to become part of his kingdom and then live a life that honours him. And then Jesus says these people that have that take this seed and then reproduce it. They multiply a hundred times, 60 times, 30 times. They share this message of the kingdom with others. They help others live a life under the Lordship of Jesus. They help others live for Him. This hundred, 
30, 60 times is about helping others live for Jesus. It's about reproducing yourself in others. It's about multiplying your life, what Christ has done in you, in others. It's about seeing others get what you've got. You know, Jesus says to his disciples, freely you have received, now freely give. That's what Jesus wants. You've received it, now share it with others. It's about not keeping it to yourself. It's about being contagious, not with COVID-19, but with the message of the kingdom that you want to see other people live under the kingship of Jesus. It's about investing in others. It's about helping others receive Jesus. It's about discipling others. It's about helping others live for Jesus. This is what it is to produce a crop 30, 60, 100 times, that which has been put in you. I shared at the beginning of, the, of, of this message the number of people who have influenced my life. There's many, and, and I could share more, and people are still influencing my life even now. One of those people, my wife, who's just a huge blessing to me, who allows me to do what I do when I go home, and she's my safe person. She's my best friend, and she continues to influence me. And she continues to say, Nathan, that is a stupid idea sometimes, and that's exactly what I need. Nathan, slap out of that. That's what I need sometimes. And other times she speaks life and encouragement over me. She's just the perfect wife that God has given me for me. People that have influenced my life, I thank you. I'm very grateful for them. But as I've got older in the Lord, my focus now is about investing in others. My focus now is about making a difference in the lives of others. My focus now is about helping others live a life for Jesus. So I'm deliberate in building leaders within God's church. I'm deliberate about discipling people who aren't even believers yet, get them, get them across the line to commit their life to Jesus and help them grow in the Lord. I'm deliberate to mentor. I'm deliberate in teaching and what I'm doing now. I'm teaching you the things that Jesus wants for your life. I'm deliberate in this. And let me tell you, when I see someone who I've invested in, who I've trained, who I've equipped, go and do something for Jesus and do it just so well, man, it makes me so joyful. You know, some of the greatest joy in my life is seeing the people that I've invested in thrive. I want to tell you about one of them now. There was a guy who came to our church about 18 months ago. He was invited by a friend. And this guy was looking for a different way of living. As I met him, the Holy Spirit gave me a nudge and, and the Spirit was like, Nathan, meet with that guy. So I started to meet with this young guy in his 20s and, uh, and I took him through foundations and about halfway through foundations, he prayed the prayer to become a Christian, which brought great joy to my heart. We finished off foundations and then we went through the book of Ephesians together. We'd meet weekly or fortnightly depending on life and we went through the whole book of Ephesians together and we talked about life and I prayed with him and I talked about what it is to be a Christian and I mentored him and I, and, and I discipled this guy for about 12 months and now he's one of our youth leaders. And that just brings great joy to my life. Friend, if this good soul relates to you, if uh, you can relate to this message, if you're someone who's got the message of Jesus and you are deliberate in helping others live for Jesus, let me encourage you to continue to do that, to continue to encourage others to live for Jesus. Well, I asked you to reflect on this question earlier. Which person best represents where you're at today? Can you relate? to the person of the path, where you've heard the message of Jesus but you haven't understood it and you haven't believed it? 
Maybe you can relate to the person of the rocks where you've just started your journey and you've got shallow roots. Maybe it's the weeds that you've been a Christian for a while and rather than doing the things Jesus wants you to do, you're distracted by the things of life. Or maybe you can relate to the good soul the most where you're a Christian and you're being deliberate to help people live a life that is for Jesus. Friends, I wonder where you're at. As we come to the close of this message, I want to give you 30 seconds to pray. And I'm just going to stand here quietly and pray too. And wherever you're at, I want you to pray. If it's good soil, I want you to pray that God will continue to lead you in that. If if you can relate to the weeds, I want you to pray and I want you to repent. I want you to recognize that you've been distracted. Say sorry to Jesus and choose to honor him again with your life where you're deliberate about helping others live for Jesus. If you're at the rocks and you've got shallow roots, pray that God would extend your roots, that you'll be deliberate to know him more. Pray that people will get alongside you. Pray that God would lead you to grow deeper in your faith. Or finally, if you're at the path, at the end of this 30 seconds, we're going to pray with you at the path. People who have not yet made a decision to follow Jesus, I want to pray with you tonight so that you can make a decision to follow him. So let's just wait 30 seconds. And where you're at, I just want you to pray. Bow your head, close your eyes where you're at and pray to the Lord about your situation. Father, I want to thank you that you are the God who meets us where we're at. For those who are living a life where they're helping others live for Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would continue to empower them and they'll continue to do that. For those, for those of us who are distracted, God, by things of life, Lord, I pray that each one would recognise our error and that we would choose to honour you again with our life. For those, God, who have got shallow roots, Father, I pray that these people will continue in their journey. They'll grow in their knowledge. They'll grow in their faith. They'll get in community. They'll, help, they'll have people around them who can help them in the journey. But right now, I want to pray for those who can relate to the path. Maybe you've heard the message of Jesus before and you haven't understood it. You haven't accepted it. Friends, today can be your day to accept the message of Jesus. If you want to accept it, pray this prayer with me. Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me and rose from the dead. God, I'm sorry for my wrongdoing. Please forgive me. I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just prayed that prayer, you just become a Christian. you just gone from here to here with shallow roots. We want you to get deep roots so you can be a person of good soil where you will be deliberate in helping others receive what you received, that you'll be deliberate in making a difference in people's lives where you will help others live a life for Jesus. Friends, imagine if every single one of the people who calls life get home was in the area of good soil, where every single person was deliberate in making a difference in people's lives, where every single person was deliberate in helping people live a life for Jesus, that we were deliberate to make time for them, that we were deliberate to invest in them. Imagine how people would grow, how people would flourish. Imagine the strength of our church. Imagine the people we would send out to honour God with their lives in their workplaces, in their universities, in their schools. Imagine the impact we would have. Let's be people who are deliberate in investing in others, being deliberate to make a difference in people's lives and make a difference to help people live a life for Jesus. Thanks for being part of it. God bless you guys. Amen.
Thanks for joining us on the LifeGate Church Podcast. Our church is a place to discover the freedom and purpose that Jesus offers.